0: Welcome to the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast, the Week 3 edition of the podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined this week by Spencer Turkin. Uh, This week, I can say it, the new voice of the Savannah State football program on the radio, heading down to Savannah, but uh, sticking with us during the week, and we are lucky to have him with us.
1: Yes, thank you, Joe, and uh, really excited to get going with the Tigers. Um, a great opportunity and uh, I'll, let me just take this quick opportunity here uh, with you to thank uh, to thank everybody in town that's made this possible. Um, it's been an effort from everybody around here and you know all the players and coaches, and boosters and parents that have reached out uh, to congratulate me. It really means a lot and it shows what an amazing area this all is. Uh, but the best part is I'm not leaving. I'm with the paper, uh, blessed to be with the paper, and, uh, and excited to still be around.
0: And you'll be back in basketball season to continue as the voice of the North Carolina a t State University Aggies basketball program, so more good news there.
1: Yes, that will be correct. I will be back with uh, with the Aggies, and uh, oh, which means that uh, for I have two new full-time head coaches, uh, one in football, and Jay Joyner obviously uh, was named the head coach last year. Uh, right before the MiAC tournament. So this will be his first full campaign. Uh, so two new head coaches for me to work with. I'm very excited. And uh, uh, two new eras getting started off. And uh, hopefully both are
0: on the right foot. Okay. And we are back to football, high school football. <laughs> An early week this week. We have a Thursday game. It's not a Time Warner Cable TV game. This is just a game uh, that was played in this series on a Thursday last year, and they're doing it again this year. Maybe get an early start on Labor Day weekend. It is uh, 2-0 Raleigh Broughton. That's a program that hasn't uh, been terribly successful lately against 2-0 Eastern Guilford, our number four team. And not only a Thursday game, but a seven o'clock game. That is kind of the tradition over in Wake County in the Triangle, and Eastern agreed to uh, play at 7 to make things easier on Broughton and let them get an early start on Labor Day and get back home. Uh, and, our,
1: and our boss's prayers were answered.
0: Yes, and, and mine too. I get a little bit more time on deadline Thursday night, so from a selfish standpoint, I like 7 o'clock games. We we wouldn't mind all of our games being at 7, but we, we are grateful for this one. Uh, Eastern is off to a good start. Uh, two... Hard-fought, tight wins, 20-16 at Southern Guilford, 28-24 at Southeast Guilford. Those are two quality teams that they've beaten. Uh, This is a a good test for them. Broughton is averaging 43.5 points coming into this one, but that is against Apex and Carey. Two not-great 4A teams over in the triangle, so uh, their 2-0 start may be a little bit misleading. Uh, Eastern has played good defense. The one thing that Eastern is definitely going to have to shore up against Broughton and against some of the teams that they're going to face the rest of the way, particularly in the mid-state 3A, is coverage problems in the kicking game. They gave up two kickoff returns for touchdowns last week to the uh, Guy brothers, Jalen and Justin, for Southeast, and they had some problems on kick coverage in the win at Southern Guilford. Uh, I think Doug Robertson, their coach, will get that shored up, but that is something that they're definitely going to have to improve on.
1: Uh, for sure, and and Coach told us before the season that he had a couple of guys. You know, he's usually pretty rever- uh, reserved when it comes to talking about his team. Uh, this is a good ball club, and uh, and I expect them to take care of business uh, against Broughton. But uh, you know, our dealings the last couple of years that the Triangles Football has been a little weaker than than the Triad. Uh, they might have some individual players who have been top notch, but. Uh, Team-wise, the the triad teams have been better. I expect that to continue.
0: Uh, As do I. Second game we want to talk to, we're getting to Friday night now. A huge game uh, a bit west of us in Clemens. Our number one ranked team this week in the HS Extra Top Ten Poll, East Forsyth, against their arch rival, West Forsyth. This is a huge game for both teams, and and you and I, Spencer, are both familiar with these teams, but you especially know those teams very well. What, what do you see in this game?
1: Yes, uh, I know these teams very well. I know these coaches very well. Um, uh, it, it's This is a special, special rivalry, Joe. And uh, for anyone who hasn't been a part of it, if you are just looking for something to do Friday night, I recommend that you go out to this ball gaming club. It is—it's uh, tremendous. It really is. I mean,
0: and don't get there late, official. or you may not—they may not be able no. to squeeze
1: you in. But so if you're not get there, there by five o'clock, you're not going to have a seat. I mean, these guys are going to be—it's uh, going to be wild. It's a rowdy, rowdy atmosphere. These two teams do not like each other. These fan bases pretty much despise each other, to be quite honest. And you know, the coaches have had their differences over the years. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, both programs have helped each other get better, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, both programs had almost 140 players come out for football this year. Some really special stuff going on in, in Kernersville and in Clemens. Um, you know, I know I submitted my pick to you. I- I'm still on the fence about it, to be quite honest. The, there's a couple really big matchups here that I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive line of East Precise going up against Christian Beal is going to be uh, going to be a big one. I want to see how Christian can handle uh, uh, that defensive line and uh, uh, and oh, West Precise, I should say. Excuse me. And also uh, the big one-on-one matchup: Taiwan Hazel, the 65, 360-pound tackle, going up against KJ Henry, the number 17 recruit in the country for. Uh, The class of 2018, you and I uh, sat down with K.J. uh, a few days ago and spoke to him in person. And he's every bit of 6'5 and every bit of 220 and every bit of a top prospect in this nation. And uh, that's going to be an amazing matchup for people who like battles in the trenches.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tywan Hazel, this is a game. He's got the size and he's got the feet that college coaches are looking for. But he hasn't always played up to his potential. If he holds his own against K.J. Henry on Friday night, that is film, video, tape, whatever you want to call it, that is going to go to college coaches all over the place. And that is the kind of game that can get him the top division one offers he's looking for If he can handle kj henry in at the times that they're matched up in that game that is it. that's going to be as they say uh where we're from up north making your bones he will be on everybody's radar with that and it's a great opportunity for him, but as you say, just a great opportunity to see two of the best, the best four AA football teams in the state going head to head. Two great coaches, Todd Willard at East Forsyth, Adrian Snow at West Forsyth, and it, it just, just the kind of the kind of games that make covering high school football as much fun as it is.
1: No doubt. And, and you know, the bottom line is, it's not to put any extra pressure on, on Taiwan. I mean, a, another really nice young man to be did to cover. Uh, but the bottom line is, Joe, there's no beating around the bush. This is his audition, and if he and if he gets the part, uh, we're we're talking about Power Five offers can come from this one game. That's how big of a moment this is for this young man.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and you know, he held his own against Mallard Creek last year in the playoffs. But this is the kind of game, as you say, that that can can really make him a, as a college recruit. Another big game, also. Uh, A good bit west of Guilford County. This week, our number two team, Dudley, traveling to Davie County. Again, two unbeaten teams. Uh, I got a chance on Monday to speak with uh, Dudley coach Stephen Davis and their outstanding linebacker, tackling machine, (laughs) Nigel Peel. Uh, A very impressive uh, young man physically and in terms of the interview. Uh, This is a game where... I don't necessarily see Dudley losing this game. I think they just have too much firepower for Davie County. But this is a good test. This going on the road, going to Davie County, going to Moxville to play, is is the kind of matchup that can prepare Dudley for possibly even if they're a top four seed, depending on how the draw goes. Maybe having to go on the road at some point in the playoffs and. It's definitely a step up in challenge for them after a 48 nothing win over, over an underman Carver team and a 58-7 to win over a Ragsdale team that has, has a few good players but is really struggling to get that program back on solid footing. You know, this will be a good test for Dudley, and J.P. Mundy will be there to cover it for the news and record, and you know he should be able to give us some insights on, on what this uh, will mean to Dudley going forward. As I say, I expect a win from them in this one. I think you do too, Spencer.
1: Yeah, I do, and uh, I'll be honest, Joe, looking back at the Carver-Parkland game, a twenty-one-twenty contest uh-huh. that Carver pretty much lost because they had two few people, uh-huh. I think that that showed that this Carver team is actually better than people think, which in turn means that this Dudley team is better than people think. And this is the week that they can prove it. I don't think that Davie County is as strong as many are led to believe. Um, going to school is not an easy place to play, and it's not a short drive. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a chance for Dudley to kind of, you know, mark their territory and just let people know, hey, we're we're still here. Don't worry about us. You know, we're we're going to be just fine. And this is their chance to go ahead and take care of business, and, and I fully expect them to. And I really don't expect Hendon Hooker to play past the third
0: quarter. Yeah, he, he's uh, not played in the second half of one game, barely played, played one series of the second half in another, and he's accounted for nine touchdowns, running or passing, in uh, in two games for Dudley. You know, Davy County's kind of hanging their hat on their resume game so far is their comeback, thirty nine to twenty nine win at Page, and I was not at that game, but people I know who. Warren, people who've seen that video say that you know the key to that game for Davie County was Page made a lot of mistakes in the fourth quarter, allowing Davie to outscore them 23 nothing. A lot of turnovers. Uh, if you know that that was the key to that game, and they were by all accounts unforced errors, just mistakes that Page made. So I don't I don't see Dudley making those kind of mistakes against Davie County. Neither do I. Another game we want to talk about. This one uh, may not be uh, the closest game from what we're expecting on the scoreboard. This is Northern Guilford at number three, Northwest Guilford. We kind of said the same thing last year, that, that we thought Northwest was going to go into Northern and handle – Uh, The Nighthawks beat them for the first time on the field. There was a forfeit because of an eight-quarter rule violation in 2013, but beat them on the field for the first time. It was a game that Northwest had circled on their calendar for a long time, and Northern bounce back from a, a beating at the hands of Page in their opener to win that game 21-13 with a touchdown in the final 10 seconds. I just having seen Northern last week, I just don't see that happening this year. This Northern Guilford team, new coach Eric Westberg taking over and not to take anything away from Coach Westberg and his staff, they were just undermanned last Friday night against Page, the game I covered 48 to nothing. Page in terms of the margin of victory, the, the, the worst defeat in the Northern Guilford for program's history. Uh, Northern players were in the right places, but they were just not fast enough or big enough to match up with Page. And I think they're going to face some of the same kind of problems against Northwest Guilford. And if anything, Northwest may even have more offensive weapons than Page. And that's saying a lot when we're talking about a Page team with Will Jones, at quarterback, who's going to Western Carolina. Javon Leak, at running back, who's going to Maryland. Ronald Polite, a pretty good receiver. This Northwest team, as you well know, Spencer, has even more weapons.
1: Yeah, and Eric Westberg is going to be a fantastic high school football coach. Uh, at Northern, or if you go to somewhere else after, wherever it may be, he's going to be a fantastic high school football coach. He just does not have the horses this year, and Jared Ralph does. And he's got a whole stable ball. I mean, it is scary what he's got going on over there on the offensive side of the football. Uh, this game could get out of hand, and it could get out of hand quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about uh, Thomas Hennigan, who was uh, a first-team All-Area player for us last year, missed the Northwest opener because of illness against Smith, comes back, accounts for five touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Trey Turner had been out since the summer, wide receiver, another top 100 recruit along with K.J. Henry in that class of 2018. Suffered an ankle injury playing basketball during the summer. He was back last week with a touchdown reception and and some big plays. Kyle Finney, a very good running back for them who kind of gets lost in the shuffle with some of the other players at times. Missed the opener because of a concussion. He was back and scored. You've got Cameron Cloud, probably one of of the two or three best sophomores in our area in the triad who plays some running back, some receive or some slot, and and a pretty good quarterback getting them the the ball this year in Jacob Leonard. I mean, that's been a good team. They they scored 44 points on Smith in their opener without Finney, without Turner, without Hannigan, and you know there's just a lot of firepower there. And you know, let's be honest, this is a game Jared Rolfe's, the Northwest Guilford coach, really wants to win badly and really wants to win decisively. He was offensive coordinator at Northern for one season, 2013, before he got the Northwest job, and he wants to show the folks at Northern that that he's he's a good head football coach and he's got a good thing going. At Northwest Guilford?
1: No doubt. And I fully expect that took place.
0: Two other games we want to talk about. First is a battle of two 4A teams in our area. Number six, Page, coming off that 48 0 win at Northern Guilford, going to High Point Central. High Point Central struggled in their opener uh, against North Davidson, came back beat Northeast Guilford, um, this is a game I don't see Page having a lot of trouble winning, even if it is on the road. You know, As long as the Pirates avoid the kind of mental breakdowns and mistakes they had in the fourth quarter and in the first quarter against Davie County, if they play like they did in the middle two quarters against Davie, if they play like they did last week against Northern Guilford, High Point Central just doesn't have have the the players who can match up with him. They do have a nice running back in Shavus Little. They do have some athletes on that team, but this page team is very good. Ha, has some talented players on both sides of the ball. We mentioned Will Jones and Javon Lee, Alan Teesdale, a, a great player on the defensive side of the ball. Another talent in that class of two thousand eighteen. You know, there, there's just a lot of talent on this page team, and I think that Davy County game was a wake up call to them. And until they play East Forsyth, which is coming up real soon, and Dudley. I don't see that Page team facing a lot of other challenges the rest of the way.
1: Uh, you know, Reagan will present a bit of a challenge yeah. just because you have a, one of the top head coaches, really, in the state, and Josh McGee. Good point. Uh, but other than that, um, uh, I think you're correct. Uh, though the team lacks the offensive line. There's a lot of a lot of horses, a lot of firepower around and uh, I think that they will take care of business against High Point Central um, and, and if not take anything away from Wayne Jones, who's one of our favorite guys around. Yep. He's just not as much talent as he's used to having it on his roster. Yep,
0: yeah. and and I think you know that that'll be reflected Friday night. But last year, High Point Central got off to a rough start, and then and then made a run, got into the playoffs. You know, so obviously that was a great coaching job by by Wayne Jones. You know, we'll see if he can if he can get him turned around again this year. The last game we want to talk about very quickly is Southern Guilford at number ten, Southeast Guilford. Uh, a big game for both of those teams. Both of them one and one. Both of them with losses to Eastern Guilford. Both four-point games. So this is a big game for both. You know, This is the kind of game that, that will factor in in terms of seeding for the playoffs because I think these are both definitely playoff teams at the end of the day, at the end of the season. Uh, Southern, it's been defense that's been winning it for them. Their offense is definitely a work in progress. They had some kids back on D. Uh, Mackay Siler, who, who already has a, a defensive touchdown for them. Uh, Tyrese Brooks, some other good guys up front on that team as Southern always seems to have it's the offense where they've struggled a little bit and where they are they have definitely been a work in progress and that offense is gonna have to step up against Southeast Guilford this week because Southeast is a team that is gonna pound you on the ground. They throw it a little bit more when Ryan Douglas is in at quarterback but they are a team that's gonna pound it on the ground and if Southern makes any mistakes against them Southeast is going to score and just grind the game and grind the clock on them and that that's something that uh coach Fritz Hessenthaler always wants to to do when he can and as usual I think he's got the kind of guys who can do it. Southeast has also been a factor on special teams. Mentioned it earlier the Guy brothers, Jalen and Justin, both with kickoff return TDs in their loss to Eastern Guilford last week. They just have to get things a little bit smoother on the offensive side so that they can run the ball the way they want to. Uh,
1: they can and they will. Uh, I think that uh, Southeast will, uh, will take care of this one uh, this is going to be uh, a Fritz special, if I had to guess, and uh, we'll find out Friday.
0: Good deal. That's it for this week's uh, edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk podcast. I will be at the Northern Guilford-Northwest Guilford game on Friday night with a photographer, J.P. Mundy. We'll be down in Moxville covering Dudley-Davie County. We'll have one or two other games. We're still sorting out those matchups and coverage plans at this point in the week. But uh, for all of your high school football news throughout the week... And especially on Friday night and Saturday, you want to go to hsextra.com online. You want to pick up a copy of the News and Record, and you want to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Joe Serrera NR, and you can follow Spencer at
1: Turkin Thirty Five.
0: Good deal. Thanks for listening.